1: And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this is inspired. And Lisa Goitsch is alongside, as always, my friend and producer of the program. Lisa, it's been a few weeks. I have been down in Haiti uh, with an orphanage, so it's uh, we didn't have exactly the capability of doing things there. Although we are getting better. We are getting better. We had a massive jump in technology Wow. Uh, while I was there. Yes, huge. And what so uh,
0: What made that happen? We, just, we just... found
1: an internet company that actually oh. <laughs> would do what it said it would do, mm-hmm. as opposed to doing what, not doing what it claimed it would do, which has been our case for 12 years. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah. So it speaks to what we're going to talk about today, actually, because we're going to talk about change. And change is a funny word. Everybody on certain levels gravitates to the word change on other levels they run away from the word change and so the question i want to pose to you today our good friends listening to us around the globe is are you a person who embraces change or are you a person who fears change it's a it's a big question in life and it's something that i definitely began to learn To change my approach to this question, when I was sitting alongside Maury watching what I think we would all have to agree is sort of the ultimate change, and that is from accepting that you are going to live as long as you can see over the horizon Mm -hmm. to knowing that you are going to die in a short period of time. I think most of us would agree that that is pretty much short of maybe being a free man your whole life and then suddenly being put in prison for the rest of your life, uh, it's hard to imagine much more of a fundamental sort of sea change as to how you have to get used to things if you go from being expecting to live to knowing you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And that's what Maury had to do. That's what Maury had to do. And so I got to see someone who, had no choice but to change, mm-hmm. and could have spent every moment fearing it, but instead took a different approach to it. And that began to teach me that change is something that we should learn to embrace for two reasons. One, it's generally a good thing, generally a good thing, not always, because yeah. you can change for the worse. Yes. But generally a good thing. And two, there's not much you can do about it in many cases. You know, uh you don't want to become a teenager. You want to stay a kid. Puberty hits. Big changes. You may hate every one of them. You may hate the fact that your voice is changing, you hate the fact that you've got acne, you hate the fact that you're you you've sprung up all of a sudden or you're taller than you want to be. Not much you can do about it, right? We have to adapt. Much, have to adapt. You may say, you know what? I, I like school. I'm just going to stay in school. I don't want to come <laughs> out of school.
0: I never said that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not much you can do about it. Right. Eventually, they tell you to get going. You could say, you know what? I just like living here with mom and dad. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. I, this is great. This I, may not be able to do anything about it. Mom and dad may say, yeah, that's not the way it's going to work. You're on your way. Uh, you get pregnant, you know. Uh, baby comes. Hey, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for this baby. It's here all the time. The baby's here all the time. What? Every I, I, I wake up and it's here. I go to sleep and it's here. Well, such a change. Well, not much you can do about it. So, so there are so many times in life that change just comes upon us, and of course, it did with Maury too. Uh, and and therefore, he didn't have much choice. Now, what's interesting was that. In Maury's case, he admitted that for much of his life, he didn't really take chances. He didn't really change. Even when he wanted to, he was kind of inhibited from going outside of his comfort zone. I asked him about this in one of our conversations. What type of things inhibited you in the past?
2: I think it was a deep psychological thing. If you expose yourself, you're liable to get hurt. If you commit yourself to something, you're liable to lose it. If you stand out, you're going to get knocked down Mm -hmm. because there are people who are envious, who are mean-spirited, who don't want to see you above them, so to speak. So it was a fear. I was distressed.
1: So here, Maury laid out a lot of the things that inhibit people from changing. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to get hurt. You commit to something. You could lose it. You don't want to expose yourself. Mm -hmm. All kinds of reasons why you say, no, I'm all right here. I'm all right right here. I always liken it to... um, Pretty much everybody can relate to this. You ever went to a, a, a high school, a junior high school dance? Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember when you were at a high school, a junior high school dance, and deep down you went there because you kind of wanted to dance with somebody. On the other hand, when you get there, you're kind of like, "All right, I'm here, I'm safe, I'm I'm here, I've got my fr- I'm with my friends. I, that's good enough." If I go and try to ask somebody to dance, and I get shot down, then I'm going to be really miserable. So it's all right to just sort of be here with my, in my case, my guy friends. We're kind of talking and whatever, and it's just all right. I don't, I don't want to go any further. So yeah, you sort rock of that say, boat. Uh-huh. yeah. So you say, you know, I mean, it'll be an okay time if I. Just we just hang around here, make fun of people, and point out, and, and you know, point at the people who are dancing and how funny they are dancing, and we we'll never try it ourselves. I'm okay. So what am I saying? I, I I'm saying that I'm in a situation where I did do something. You know, I, I went to the dance, but I don't want to go further. I'm I'm in a comfort zone now. I'm all right. Is it really great if you asked me true, 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 and nobody was listening? Is this the best you could hope for? No. The best I could hope for was like, I met a girl, we danced, we really liked each other, you know, something got started. That's the best you could hope for. But the worst in your mind seems to be, <laughs> well, what if I try and right. I lose? Then it's not going to, then I'm not even going to have this. So let me just stay here. And you yeah. remember that physical feeling it was like a physical feeling of like, I should, I should walk across the floor and ask that girl to dance, but no, it's like your body gets locked up. You don't even want to physically try that change. You, you know, you edge a little bit, you turn your body a little bit, you look a little bit, but it's, it's like there's a vice around you. Yeah. Well, that same experience that happens at those high school dances repeats itself many times in life. You know, you may be at a job. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's not the worst, but you're not happy. And there are a lot of days you're not happy. And a lot of days you're unhappy. But you say, well, ah, you know, if I try some other place and I go there and then I'm really unhappy, more unhappy, then I'll lose this. I, I should hold on to the unhappiness that I have.
0: Yeah, you know, not realizing that you might have total happiness if you go right, to another place.
1: Right, right, yeah,
0: but you don't want to take that chance just right. in case.
1: Exactly, and it's all a gamble,
0: I, Mitch. It's all a yes. gamble.
1: There's a a great little line in a movie uh, that didn't get a whole lot of attention. Moscow on the Hudson. It was a Robin Williams movie, and he played a Russian guy, and he uh, he's a Russian who comes to America, and you know he was he was in terrible circumstance in Russia, terrible, and. At first, he's so happy to just be free. You you know, he comes to America and he's happy to be free. But then things in America become very confusing and and they don't all go well and they're not. It's taking him down bad paths. And he he starts to cry over it. It gets very upset. And someone says to him, he says, I want to go back to Russia. And the person says to him, well, why would you go back there? You were miserable there. You knew nothing but misery there, and he says, "But it was my misery." You understand? Mm, it was yeah, my misery. Right, right. And what he's the really saying—no, you know. <laughs> what he's saying is right. You can get comfortable <laughs> in the thing that you know, and even if it's misery, it's it's better than taking a chance on yeah. change.
0: Yes, I, I—that's me. That's how I operate every day. I'd rather be friends with the misery I know than the misery I don't know. <laughs>
1: right. But see, what's the, so what's the problem with that thinking? The problem with that thinking is it's that the assumption is that situation A is miserable, but situation B is therefore going to be miserable too. And situation C is going to be miserable. And all the other situations are going to be equally miserable, maybe worse miserable. So stay with the misery you know. But what you're not allowing yourself to think is that situation B could be much happier. much less miserable and why wouldn't you want to take a chance on that why you wouldn't because you are afraid of change right we're afraid of change Maury it was interesting I asked him um, what might have been different if he had taken more chances in his life and his answer kind of surprised me here it is how would your life have been different if you could have had the cognizance that you have over the past 12 months, but have been able to apply it for years and years instead of just a year.
2: It could have been could have been very different. Could have been Ted Koppel. <laughs> I could have been a TV personality. Uh, I'm like, not sure uh, that
1: that's better.
2: No, but with a message like Bill Moyers. Uh-huh. I mean the summit, I think. My teaching, whatever it is, and however I understand life, could have gotten a wider audience, mm-hmm. and that's how it would have been different, mm-hmm. I think, in a sense I would have reached more people with it, and the message is very simple, so I said before, love each other or die, mm-hmm. I think that's it, mm-hmm. and be compassionate to each other or suffer.
1: So what Maury was saying here was I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. I could've been anybody except for a bum. A bum, which is what I am now, let's face it.
0: And by not yeah, and by not trying to make that change or not pushing himself, he became who he was. Which Right. And
1: right which (laughs) Which was just great being
0: the best guy in the whole world
1: (laughs) right right and he had a ends up with a much bigger audience than ted koppel Mm -hmm. but it's funny he said well i could have been ted koppel i could have been teaching on television i could have had a a, a message for people on tv so even he had yeah he harbored this right who knew (laughs) knew? he he harbored this desire to do something different to take a bigger chance but he didn't he didn't because he was afraid of change
0: We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this.
1: Now, I said to you at the beginning that I watched somebody in a situation where sort of the ultimate forced change, where you go from living and expecting to live to dying and, and expecting to die. And so when I said to him, how did you change in terms of your attitude? What has changed with you in terms of your approach once you were given this sort of death sentence, this terminal prognosis? And here was his response. Last you year, know, you just don't care? Is it, is it, uh, what's, what's changed?
2: Who can hurt me?
1: Huh.
2: How can I get hurt? Right. Whatever you do to me, it's already done. Right. So I can do anything I really want to do that I feel is good without the fear of the consequences. Right. Because the consequences have already been set. Right. So if somebody wants to shoot me because they think, you know, I'm saying things that they don't want to hear. What difference it makes? it make? I'm dead a little sooner than I thought I would be. It's a same kind of freedom.
1: So this is a fascinating twist on the death sentence. Here was Maury saying, well, you know what? I got this death sentence. Who could hurt me now? What are you gonna to say to me that's gonna hurt me? Right. What are you gonna to do to me that's gonna hurt me? Even if somebody wants to shoot me. So I die a little earlier than I was going to die anyhow. Now, you may say, well, that's kind of creepy, Mitch. And it is in its <laughs> own weird way. It is it is sort of creepy. But there is still something to be learned from it. And that is when we sort of accept some inevitabilities about life, we may realize that there's not that much to be afraid of. So, all right. I wouldn't necessarily take the case. Look, I'm going to die anyhow one day. So what do I care if somebody shoots me? Cause it's the same. So I'll die now or I'll die 50 years from now. That's not the same thing. But what you can say is, well, life is short. We've all used that expression, right? Yeah. I'm not going to have forever. I ultimately will see the last flickers of my life fade away. And at that point in life, will I care that I got embarrassed? Will I care that I gave up on a miserable situation? Or will I look back at myself and say, hey, I'm glad you tried this. I'm glad you tried that. How many times in your life have, have you taken a chance and had it work out, maybe in a way that you didn't think? But you end up saying, I'm really glad I took that chance. If I didn't take that chance, this wouldn't have happened and that wouldn't have happened and that wouldn't have happened.
0: Every chance I've ever taken, that's happened. You know, and every single one has been a big change, right? Like when I went from working in the corporate world to going to just becoming a comedian, I had to decide to quit my day job and now I'm going to become a comedian. You know, Um, maybe that didn't work out ultimately in the end, but look at all the experiences I had because of it, you know? Because I could have stayed in advertising and I'd be a bajillionaire right now and or whatever, or maybe, maybe may, right. But maybe not. Maybe I would have been maybe horrible not. at it. And maybe
1: you would have <laughs> jumped out a window because it was so miserable. Know,
0: right. You just don't know. Right. You, you don't, you don't know. know.
1: I had a similar thing earlier in my career. I wanted to be a musician. All I ever wanted to do was be a musician. And when music wasn't working out for me, I, I made a painful decision to change and go into a different field. And I, I really fought with myself because I said no. But music's what I always was supposed to do. I mean, it's all that I've ever wanted to do. But the other voice in me said, "Yeah, but you're so unhappy in it." And, and I said, "Yeah, but." it's still, it's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I'm not supposed to do anything else. And it it wasn't until I sort of took a chance and worked, started working in a newspaper for free and one door opened and led to another. Now look what's ultimately happened to me. I found a career in writing that I never would have found if I didn't say goodbye to the thing that I didn't, that I thought was what I was meant to do, even though I was miserable. How many people are, are get married very young and they're not happy. It's a terrible marriage. And they said, well, I have to stay in it because we're married and I have to, you know, and that's what it is. So say, Now I admire that and you should work at marriages and you should just walk away from them. But there are some times where people just make the wrong decision early in life, especially young and, the, and, 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 and therefore are you, do you want to be in that miserable situation and stay in that for forever just because you don't want to change? Yeah. And so many people mm-hmm. don't get out of it. Even worse, abusive situations, physically abusive situations, sexually abusive situations, where people end up staying because they're just afraid of taking that next chance, taking, you know, the change might be worse. They might end up with somebody worse. They stay in situations that you should never stay in.
0: Right. Or they have feel a sense of security being in that relationship because perhaps their partner is the breadwinner and what are they going to do if they go back out right. and I
1: right. might not
0: have the education, what kind of job, how am I going to support the kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. You could go on forever and ever and ever. It's That's a, right. It's, a, uh, you know, you can, it, what if yourself to death. Rather than just take the change. I I just want to interject this really quick. The one thing I really admire, I read an article recently about some, I don't know, it was some celebrity that had moved and they were, you know, they just sold their house, but it said that they had moved like, this is like their ninth house in 15 years or something. And I was like, wow, like, we've been in the same house here. My husband's had the same house for 30 years and often complains saying, I only meant to be here for two years. Now it's 30 years and I'm still here. Cause you're afraid to leave what you know. And I really admire those people. I'm like, wow, they move nine times, you know? Like who does that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's one thing if you're living in the happiest village in the world and everybody knows you and loves you and why would you ever leave it? It's another thing if things are just eh. Things are just ah, yeah, they're just okay ah, yeah, but you don't change. It's a little bit like uh, the secret life of Walter Mitty, uh, you know that 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 story yeah, yeah. which has uh-huh. been remade, you know, where a guy's just never taking a chance, never taking a chance, and he just is kind of miserable, but he has these amazing dreams of what he would do if he if he could. And so those dreams require dreams require change. Achieving dreams require taking a chance, taking change. I bring all this up because. Just came back from Haiti and we've had to make some fundamental changes, which I'll talk about in the weeks to come. A very, very big change. And, you know, I wondered, well, if we do this change, which I think is for the good, and I've been pushing for it and pushing for it, but then all of a sudden I got like cold feet and I, I kind of said, well, but if we change, what if we lose some of these good things that we have? I don't want to risk it. I don't want to. And I went through this sort of paralysis. Uh, for a stretch of time thinking, no, no, you know, just, just, just don't, don't be ambitious about this. Don't change, you know, you're, 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 leave things the way that they are. In the end, we, we, we decided to do the change and make the change. And I think what happens is once you kind of decide, all right, I'm making the change, you go through the door, then you can start looking ahead instead Mm -hmm. of looking behind
0: yes because
1: see this is the thing when you are in a bad situation you look ahead at change as if it is a sort of hill near where you live and you keep looking at that hill and you keep looking at that hill and you keep saying i wonder if i could just go live on that hill my life would be better. I, I, I want to change. But it's always that hill that you keep looking at, but you never go to. So in that way, when you're locked in a bad situation, you're still looking ahead, but you're not doing anything about it. When you actually make the change and you get to that hill, you find that you don't actually turn around and look back on the bad hill that you were. Mm-hmm. You now look ahead from that new hill and have a new perspective. But it's a perspective that you never could have had unless you went to that other hill. Because that what happens true. when you go to the top of that hill, you can now see the next hill yes, or the valley or whatever is there. And so it takes the ability to, to get out of that situation, stop just looking, but actually pick yourself up and go to it so that your perspective can change. And I want to add this as well. It is not just about physical change. It's not about moving. It's not about changing jobs. Not just about changing relationships, it's also about changing your mind, Mm -hmm. changing your mindset. Yep. I I never forget, and I frequently quote, uh, Mahatma Gandhi was asked once by a reporter about a topic, and he gave an answer, and and the reporter said, well, but five years ago, when someone asked you about this same thing, you said, da-da-da, and his answer was, well, that's correct. I would hope that in five years, I have grown and learned enough that I can be smarter and answer a question wiser than I did five years ago. Otherwise, I'll never change. Otherwise, my positions would never evolve, never mature, never grow into anything else. And when you think about that, it's think about how many people have thought the same thing for decades. Yeah. You know, no, no, this, these people are that, and that's the way, uh, this state is that, and it's always like, uh, people who do that kind of thing for a living, they're always this. Uh, I, I've seen that guy before, and he's always that. Never change their perspective. Never change their mind. Be open to changing your mind as well. We, it, it, It's probably not something to be so proud of if you say, you know, when I was 21, I said the same things I say now when I'm 51. I said the same principles, the same ideas, the same thing. I don't know that so I would like be
0: proud of it, right? yeah, I don't know that
1: I'd be so proud of it. It seems to me yeah. like thirty years you should probably evolve yeah, change a your little bit perspective, change something, right, so I have decided to embrace this change. I'll share it with you in the weeks to come, and uh you know i'll I'll share some of my fears of it, but also the progressions of it and how we go forward with it and uh I'm hoping that there's a lesson in this for everybody uh, about change. Certainly, Maury, we got a chance to witness when he was forced to change. Yeah. Forced to change and forced to think like a person who only had a certain amount of time left. That's when he became his best. Yep. As he likened it to a leaf that was dying on the tree. It's his most colorful phase. Yeah. His br- most brilliant, brightest phase. Now he may not have wanted that change, but he had to. And so he rolled with it and he got into it and he didn't just, he didn't just cry over it or be miserable over it. He said, this is the change. This is the position. How can I find the best part of this? It's like when you see cases of people who were in terrible accidents or were born with uh, what we call deformities, they don't have arms, they don't have legs. And, and then they end up competing in sports that, We could never hope to compete in. You know, they took the circumstance they had and they changed. They adapted. It's a healthy thing. So keep your eye on that next hill and get out and walk towards it.
0: I'm in. That's going to wrap up today's program.
1: (laughs) I'm walking. I'm walking. Uh, We do this uh, every Tuesday and we appreciate your joining us. You can find out more about us at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. Until we see you again, on behalf of my producer and friend Lisa Goitz, I'm Mitch Albom saying see you next Tuesday.
0: Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because after all, we're Tuesday People.